Welcome everyone to episode 89 of the 25 Live. My name is Jim Bernica, and once again, I'm uh, bringing in myself. Bottom of the barrel here, but uh, let's do part two. Uh, first of all, I'd like to talk about episode 88. Um, the response from that has been absolutely overwhelming. Uh, just good stuff all, all together, really, truly. Um, I, it kind of, uh, it's humbling actually, to be quite honest, but, uh, I was told that that episode is going to save more lives than all my episodes combined, uh, which was a pretty powerful statement. Um, and I think people appreciated the, the rawness and, uh, this is how it is. And, uh, I'm going to try my best to, to continue that. Um, I think everybody really appreciated it, but my sister, um, Hillary actually called me out and said, you held back. I said, what do you mean? She said, you held back. You you made it sound like you've got this. You're ready for this. And she said, in some aspects, you are. You're, you're more prepared than most. But, you know, there's some things that you've struggled with. And, and I thought about it, and, I, and she was right. She was absolutely right. Um, so... Uh, with that being said, uh, I guess I want to say before I really get into this, the, the purpose of doing this show now is I want to keep everybody updated what's going on, but I also want this to be a resource. If somebody's diagnosed, I want them to be able to use this and know kind of what's coming, at least mentally, and, and what to do is just to prepare yourself and, and make the best of your appointments and, and your outcomes. So uh, for those going through this as a resource, I apologize they have to go through my personal crap, but uh, hopefully you get beyond that and it's still helpful. So going back to my sister, um, and I knew what she was talking about uh, because, you know, you know the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I'm sure you've heard that. Um, And that's true, like uh, in a lot of ways. uh, (laughs) Believe me, being a firefighter, being with my crew, I mean, you have to have thick skin. But with that being said, there's nothing that prepares you for when somebody tells you you have cancer. And there's nothing that prepares the people that you're going to talk to and tell when you tell them that you have cancer. Those words hurt. There's there's no getting around it. Um, it is painful. It is scary people automatically think and feel fear for the worse. Um, cancer is the, the worst cuss word there is. Um, I, n- I now have to put explicit in this thing because I said cancer, you have cancer. So there's no, there's no preparing for that. And, and I, I struggled with it. I, I struggled with uh, hearing those words and I really struggled saying those words. Um, it, to the point in which, for example, I, I didn't tell my mother, um, my wife did. I, when I found this out, we were in separate cars. She went there to, to pick up my boys and I retreated home. I, I just felt safe. I think at home, I just, but I didn't, didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't, I didn't want to say it. So my wife had to tell my mother, um, cause nobody prepares you how to tell that to to your loved ones. It just it doesn't happen. And speaking of that, there is no, as far as I know, there's no book or there's been no coaching. There's no Netflix special on how you say those words 
to your kids. So trying to tell your seven-year-old, I, I didn't tell the four-year-old because I know he wouldn't understand, but my seven-year-old is pretty damn smart and he's definitely way more responsible than me. But uh, telling him uh, sucked. And uh, telling my 11-year-old nephew uh, sucked too. I mean, it's just... I don't think the word suck even really describes it that well. Um, my wife has actually had to, where I just take over, where I've had to hand the phone over to her to say it because I couldn't say it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't come out of my mouth. Um, it was just, it was because I knew, again, I knew, even though this cancer is treatable and I, I'm going to be okay, when I say those words, it's going to hurt people. There's no, I have cancer and everybody celebrates and has fun. It, it doesn't happen. So there's nothing to repair you, you know, for that. So I appreciate my sister just calling me out and saying you did good, but you could do better. You could make this more impactful um, through your experience. So... So that's kind of what I want to do. And and real quick, let me let me touch on where I'm at. Um because I know all my family members are going, or right, get to the get to the point. What's up with you? So I've been to a few appointments now. And uh today I went to the Ohio State uh James Cancer Center there in Columbus and uh that place was definitely over the top and and I feel like they're prepared to help me short term and long term and uh, I think I'd be in, in really good hands there. So I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery there. They were able to get me in on uh, Thursday, May 20th. Uh, they're going to do a, a, a partial thyroidectomy where they're just going to take part of my thyroid out, not the whole thing. And uh, by doing that, I won't be on meds. I won't have to do radiation. And I'll be normal. I, I kind of did air quotes as I said normal, but I should be pretty much how I am now, at least physically. Mentally, probably not, but uh, physically, yes, that's how it should be, uh, should work out. And it has a very low chance of coming back there and I'll be doing screenings. I've already am really aggressive, obviously, with these screenings, but I'll end up being more aggressive and, and checking in on these because of everything. So, with that being said, I, I want to kind of get more into, um, and, and well, let me back up too real quick. I'll end up being off work for a month, and more than anything, I'll just give me uh, an opportunity, I think, to get back to normal, hang out with the boys when they're out of school, and potentially grow back uh, another amazing mustache. That's Those are those are the goals, but um, I want to get back to kind of the, the lessons now. Um, first of all, and I learned this a long time ago, is you need to be your own advocate when you get diagnosed. You have to fight and figure out what's going to be best for you and your family. And that means going to multiple doctors, getting multiple opinions, uh, talking to people, doing research, just figuring things out. Especially if you're given a, a shitty prognosis, you have to be your own advocate. You know, I've know many people, not many people, a good handful of people over the years that have been told there's terminal, there's nothing we can do. And they didn't stop looking and they were able to find treatments and they're still around today because of that. So don't give up, be your own advocate, figure out 
what's going to be best for you and your family in the long run. Now, when you're going to these appointments, you need to prepare for them. You need to know what to ask, uh, what you're looking for. Uh, and, and this is uh, essentially an interview, but they're not interviewing you. You're interviewing them. You're interviewing them for the opportunity to do whatever they need to do. And uh, we were prepared, um, thanks to my friends at the FCSN. I had uh, a list from the American Cancer Society of all these different relevant questions that you should ask. And I went through that list. There were some of them that weren't relevant. I knocked those out. But then I added some that were relevant to our situation as well. So, and ultimately I came up with a list, um, you know, two pages, nothing crazy, but uh, it had all of our concerns on there. Now, when these doctors, they, they kind of go into their spiel, uh, just, you know, that's what they do. And just by going through their spiel and telling them, telling you what uh, they're going to do, how they're going to do it, that's going to answer a lot of those questions. So you can just mark off a lot of those as they go and, or afterwards. And there's only really, I'd say, half a dozen questions that were left over after I had multiple spiels uh, to me. So, uh, but get those questions in. Make sure you're comfortable comfortable before deciding which route you want to go. Um, speaking of the FCSN, I know I mentioned them earlier. They were kind enough to send me a toolbox. It is uh, full of helpful information, um, and it's a great way to keep everything organized all in one place. I have talked about the FCSN's toolbox and mentor program. I mean, every class I've taught, um, and really the last 15 years. So, I mean, we're talking hundreds of times. I've mentioned this. I, I've been an advocate for them. I truly believe it helps. And uh, I never wanted to ask for one, but uh, now that I, I did, I'm glad I have it. And it has been helpful. So I can't thank them enough. A uh, couple other things I want to touch on, and, and then I'll let you guys all, all out of here. But um, distractions. So it has been, and anybody who's been through this, I think feels the same way and will back me up on this. This has been all consuming uh, in my mind. I haven't been able to really escape to get away from it. It's been constant. Just everything that I'm dealing with, everything that I want to deal with in the future, um, it's it's taken over my head. Uh, nothing else has mattered. It's it's been really hard to to get away from that. Um, so anytime you can get a distraction, that's going to be helpful. Sitting down and watching a movie, maybe that works. Sometimes your mind wanders there. I'll tell you what worked for me is uh, hanging out with my buddy Phil the other day, and we went uh, frisbee golf, uh, frisbee golfing, or otherwise known as disc golf. I was scolded as a kid for calling it frisbee golf um, from uh, the guy at Renaissance Music Media. He uh, he kind of reminded me of the comic book guy from The Simpsons. You know, he said. Uh, Frisbee is a trademark of Waymo. So anyway, so golf, disc, disc golf. But um, just getting outside and hanging out with a buddy I haven't seen in a while, uh, it was just peaceful. I didn't think about anything. I was in a moment, and it was just great. It was the probably the best time I've had since this diagnosis. And I, we're going to do it again this Friday. So... Um, 
I've realized just by doing that internet thing, there's 44 golf courses, disc, disc golf courses, within 25 miles of me. So uh, it's his turn to pick. And then we'll switch and do, try to do this every week um, now that it's nice here for the few months here and O-H-I-O. Um, but just anything that you can do to get away and get your mind set, that's going to be helpful. And and really the last thing that I want to touch on is uh, checking in on your supporters, you know, your spouses, the people that are closest to you. Uh, my wife has been an absolute rock. She has just handled all this stuff. I've been pretty much a big baby at times, which is honestly not that different than any other time. But it's been a little bit worse this time. Um just because, and she's had, again, she's had to tell people that I couldn't tell, um, she's done the research, um, I've tried to stay away from Google, I basically trusted her and a few other people to kind of lead me to where I needed to go and, and, and what to do, but, um, she's under a lot of stress herself, so you can't forget about, about your spouses, and you got to make sure that they're okay, and if they need help, get them help. If they need a break, gosh, give them a break. Um, because uh, they're there with you side by side. And your pain is their pain. So you cannot forget about them. Don't discount what they're doing at all. Because um, it's it's taken a toll too. I mean, it's I can see it. It's there. Um, and she could be hard-headed like me too and act like she's okay. But... You know she's not. You know she's struggling too. So just be there for her. This is not, even though it's about you, it's not all about you. That's for damn sure. So with that, I'll, I'll get out of here once again. My uh, my surgery should be May 20th. I'll be off for about a, a month and um, get back to normal. So... I think that is enough for episode 89. I, I, again, I just wanted to give everybody an update, but I also wanted to kind of just share some moments while I'm going through it. It's uh, it's funny. I, I've been trying to think and, and get inspired to do another article. It's been a it's been a while since I've written anything. Um, the podcasts have kind of taken over that. It's you know, it's a lot easier and quicker to just talk, talk to somebody and get that out than sit down and and write for me. But um, Getting diagnosed, it certainly has inspired me. So I know what my next article is going to be. I just need to sit down and put all these thoughts to paper, and I, I hope it will be a resource for anybody else who gets diagnosed and, and just kind of a guide of, all right, shit, here, you've been diagnosed. This is this is the game plan. This is what you need to look at and what you need to do and, and all the things you need to consider. That's, that's the hope. But anyway, I'm a... Uh, now I'm just rambling. So with that, thank you all, um, all that everybody that's reached out, everybody that sent me funny memes to help me just keep my mind off things. I, I appreciate you. Uh, keep me in your thoughts and prayers, and uh, I'll talk again to you soon. Take care.